Welcome to the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast, helping Western New York entrepreneurs take the next step in their business. If you love Western New York and entrepreneurship, this is the podcast for you. Whether you have been in business for 20 years or 20 minutes, there is something for everyone. David Schaub interviews the top entrepreneurs in Western New York so you can take your next step in your own business. Hey, welcome to today's podcast. Welcome to Western New York Entrepreneur, uh, where we help entrepreneurs take the next step in their own business. And uh, today we have a really, really cool guest today. Uh, we have Inas Latif, uh, who's actually a Hunt real estate agent. And I'm sure many of you have heard of her name. I've at least seen the name. At least I have. And what's really cool is this is my actual first time meeting her in person. But you know, I've been following her story and seeing her on social media and, and hearing about her over the years. So uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And thank you for your time because we know you're very, very busy. So um, right off the bat, you know, uh, what should people know about you, your story? What do you want to share with us? Uh, well, most people don't know about me uh, that I actually moved here from Jordan in 1994 and that I started my real estate career in 2001, and I've been a realtor since. Okay, so about 18 years now. That is correct. Awesome. I'm sure things have really changed a lot since 2001, right? So what would you say has changed the most from 2001 to now being 2019, almost 2020? Mm -hmm. What would you say has changed the most? Almost everything, especially the way we do business and uh, where our customers are today than they used to be in 2001. Okay. Yeah. So also, I want to go back to your story real quick. So you moved here from Jordan back in 1994. So I'm guessing it was obviously with your parents, correct? Actually, incorrect. <laughs> incorrect. Okay. Incorrect. I, uh, I was uh, 18 at that time and I had met my husband uh, back in Jordan because he had family there that he used to go visit every year and we uh, happened to meet there and I decided to move here and be with him here. Okay. And that's when I started my journey as an adult. Wow. And I'm not saying this just to fluff your feathers, but you look so young. I'm thinking you had to move here with your parents. Oh. You know, because being 1994, I'm guessing, you know, whatever. So. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So cool. So you, so you met your husband. So is he, he's originally from Buffalo, you said? He uh, was living in Buffalo at that time. Okay. Uh, however, he had family in Jordan, so he would uh, visit Jordan almost every year. Very cool. Uh-huh. And you guys connected. And you, so uh, welcome to, uh, well, obviously, 30 years later, welcome to Buffalo, right? <laughs> Thank you. But um, so, what was, so what was the biggest um, change, you think, for you, being 18 years old, living your, most of your you know, childhood or young adult life in Jordan, moving to Buffalo? What was the biggest change for you, do you think? Um, just getting used to a new culture, I think, uh, was the most challenging, especially that back in 1994, we really didn't have social media to stay connected with our loved ones and, and my friends and so forth. So that was kind of hard. And uh, making a new life for myself and making new friends here and uh, being able to, after you know a few years, call uh, this home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that being said, you went to become a real estate agent in 2001. So what made you want to do that? Uh, interesting story. Actually, my husband and I were looking for our first home after having our first baby. And we had a very difficult time connecting with an agent um, who can help us or would help us and felt frustrated with the process. 
Um, we felt like we didn't know what we were doing or what to do, what we should be doing or not doing, and just didn't get the right help. Um, so my husband jokingly, out of frustration, said, even you can do a better job than this. And I said, looked at him and said, you know what? Yes, <laughs> I can. And I went to a breakfast uh, and learn type of presentation that Hunt had, um, had hosted, actually, found a little ad in the paper back when we used to read the paper. Yeah. And uh, that's when I when it all started for me. That's so cool. So what were you doing at the time before that? Uh, <laughs> also funny story that most people don't know about me. Yeah. I actually, when I first uh, moved here, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I went to cosmetology school. Um, I worked in the industry for a little while and then had my first baby and decided to stay home at that time because I don't have family to help uh, with uh, with the baby. Um, and But I had no interest to go back to that, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah, it wasn't your passion. And obviously, if you want to you know, do something with your time, uh, raising your child is obviously more important than doing something you're not passionate about. Exactly. I totally understand that. Parenting is like the most important job in the world. So I totally get that. Um, so, okay, so you started your, your, uh, your hunt or your, your real estate life in 2001. Uh, so that being said, so you probably started, you probably didn't, I'm guessing, well, you, you, were, you were around for seven years, and so you knew some people at that time. So what was like the biggest thing that like caught you by surprise when you first started real estate? Uh, the biggest thing that caught me by surprise. Wow, that's a loaded question almost. Um, or maybe something you weren't expecting or maybe you thought it'd be, I don't know, maybe easier or maybe you thought this process will be more difficult. Maybe it wasn't or maybe it was. Yeah, I would say that I didn't know and nobody tells you. Uh, and I, I, I now make a point to tell anyone who uh, asks me about this business if they're considering it, um, how much you have to learn after going to real estate school and getting your license, you're really uh, not taught how to practice real estate. Uh, you're basically taught laws just to pass the uh, licensing exam, <laughs> if I may. Um, and you just really have to uh, learn from experience, from watching others. Uh, having a good mentor is really important. So it was a little challenging to start. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, learn the business and, and feel that I could be successful uh, in this business. So knowing what you know now, what would you have told yourself? You just got your real estate license, you're excited, you probably went out and celebrate, which you should. Uh, what would you tell yourself if you could have a 45 minute conversation over coffee you know, to your 2001 realtor self? What would you tell yourself? Uh, well, um, I don't know that I would tell myself anything different because I feel that um, however I did it, whatever I did, it worked for me at the end. Um, so that was great. Uh, could I have done it in a shorter, shorter period or maybe, uh, but that worked for me. I have things to tell new people who are thinking about uh, starting in this business uh, just from my experience. If I can make it a little easier for them by telling yeah, them a few things. Yeah, please do. So do you have like a, a couple or do you have three, four, five or just a... Uh... Uh, or just one? Um, a couple, I would say. And uh, number one is uh, really putting time uh, into learning the business and also building relationships. Um, and it's really all about building relationships, um, not giving up or feeling like they want 
to give up or, or whatever the case is for everybody's different, of course, but it, it is challenging to get it started mm-hmm. um, and taking on a really um, or, or maybe hmm, starting the business under the wing of a really good mentor. Um, Do you think that that is a real estate agent, or just a mentor in business, you're thinking? Um, I really think that it should be a real estate agent. If you're going to be good at doing this business, you have to learn from other people who are successful, um, but also finding your own style with it. Because this is, you know, we're all independent contractors in this business, and uh, everybody has their own personality. They connect with different people based on that. Uh, so you got to find your own style with it for sure. Yeah. So you said that earlier when you talked 2001. 2001 realtor self, if you will, um, you talked about, you know what, it just, you know, what I did worked for me, of course, could you do shorter things? Sure. But that's, that's just hindsight, you know, hindsight, and that's not fair to anybody. But that being said, when you said it worked for me, what do you think really worked for you? What do you mean by that is building relationships? Did you just go to networking events? Did you just advertise like crazy? Like, obviously, we didn't have really social media back then. So it's not like you blasted it on social media. So what, how did you really get your name out there? How did you really pull in your first, you know, you know, I don't know, 50 clients or something? Yeah, you're right. In 2001, we didn't have social media or web exposure. Um, you know, it was done the old-fashioned way where people actually called us at the office or called us from the signs. So, But I had to get my name out there. And I didn't have a, a big sphere of influence here at that time uh, to reach out to. And that, I think, was the most challenging for me because my peers, the first thing we were taught in uh, boot camp um, of real estate is reach out to your sphere of influence. And I didn't have any. Yeah. So I had to figure out a different way or a different crowd to reach out to. Um, at that time, I started targeting uh, for sale by owners mm-hmm. and um, very nerve wracking when you're a new agent. Uh, but one of my managers, and I laugh about this till today, and I say it to my agents sometimes too, um, said, if you keep barking, somebody will listen. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, oh, Okay, so I just keep making calls and visiting for sale by owners until, you know, the first one decided to hire me and I gained a little confidence with that one. And then the second one did. And now I have more confidence with with the second one. And mm-hmm. it just snowballed from there for me. Mm, that's so good. So how many I'm, I'm not sure if it's a fair question to ask, but how many phone calls do you think you made a week, like especially when you first started off? Uh, a lot. And at that time, I had a four-year-old mm-hmm. at home and a baby. Um, and a lot of calls, we were told to make them between 5 and 7.30, which was a tough hour for yeah. me or hours for me. Um, so I came home and I made sure my kids are fed and uh, well taken care of. And then I would lock myself in my home office and make as many calls as I needed to connect at least with one person. Mm. So you met my colleague, Megan, before, and she said that you have a, a team of, of realtors. So tell me uh, how many you have on your team and how did that process really start for you? And when did you decide to, to create, you know, basically clone yourself, if you think about it? So tell us a little bit about that process. Uh, yeah, we have five agents on our team and a full-time uh, a team assistant uh, who helps us run uh, the day-to-day activities and, and things and make sure we're on track. Um, is that someone that you pay directly or is like, or is like, is that someone that's worked for Hunt or works for you specifically? Our assistant works for us, for the team, okay. and uh, she's our employee. Okay. Um, our agents or my agents are independent contractors, so the same way I work under the Hunt umbrella, they work under 
under the team's umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there are five amazing Asians um, uh, who share really, um, I would say, share my passion, uh, but also appreciate and support my vision. Um, and they will do anything to uh, help me get there mm-hmm. with the team. So, um, when did you start, like, you know, start the process of, you know, I'm sure you started with one agent, then two, then three. So when did you actually have your first one under your team sharing your vision? So about three and a half years ago, my business exploded and I needed help. And I wasn't able to service all my clients. And I, at the same time, didn't want to not service people who are reaching out to me. Um, so I approached uh, an agent, a young agent, uh, who was uh, in the business for a couple of years, um, who I appreciated her style and uh, felt like she had great work ethics and watched her treat her clients and watched her treat other agents in the office and thought, oh, this is a person that I can work with. And uh, at that time, she always reminds me till this day that I told her, look, I'm not trying to start a team because there was other teams in this office. I didn't want to give her false hope. Um, I just need some help. Are yeah. you in? I'll, I'll pay you for it. Yeah. And uh, she said, yeah, sure. Um, and she started working with a few of my clients, and they absolutely adored her. She did a beautiful job, fantastic job, just very good at what she does. And uh, But me being busy and having extra business didn't stop. Mm-hmm. So I came to the realization that, hey, maybe you can be a buyer's agent <laughs> on my to-be-formed team. Yeah. <laughs> and she was all You're kind of forced into it, right? Yeah. Which is a good problem to have. Yeah. Now, at that time, I did have an assistant, a part-time assistant. Um, however, you know, she wasn't really working with clients. She was more processing paperwork and things of that nature that I'm not really good at doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, it, it kind of started with us, basically, the one assistant and my body. And then it is now, right? And then you added one, another, then another. That's so cool. Hey, really quick, if you love what you're hearing so far, please subscribe to this podcast. Leave a review and rate it. It takes 10 seconds, but it means so much to me. Let others know about it. If you know a Western New York entrepreneur who is killing it right now and should be interviewed, please introduce them to me. Again, I want to keep this thing going, so please leave a review and share it on your social media platform of your choice so others know about this. So that being said, you you know you said you you know your business really exploded three and a half years ago. What it what do you think it really like? Why did it explode? In your opinion, I'm sure we don't you know have a crystal ball why everything happened. Yeah. But why why do you think that is in your opinion? So I had an interesting journey with my business. I started solo, uh, and then I partnered uh, with a lady. Uh, at that time, I was with Realty USA, uh, who's now Howard Hanna, um, on Niagara Falls Boulevard. And uh, it got to a point where I wanted to grow, and she didn't really. Mm-hmm. There was a huge age difference. Um, so we split that partnership on a good note. Um, shortly after, I moved to Hunt Real Estate in 2007 and partnered with another uh, lady who uh, is still in the business and does really well. Um, but I, uh, we worked together for about four years. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I had teenagers at home, and I don't know, I felt the need uh, to be home a little more and enjoy 
uh, my girls a mm-hmm. little bit before it's too late and they grow up and leave. <laughs> and they don't want to talk to mom anymore as much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. um, so I scaled my business back a little bit uh, where my partner at that time wanted to um, keep growing. So we did split on a good note too. Mm-hmm. I scaled back a little bit. I wasn't actively marketing myself. I still worked real estate um, with you know the people who were referrals or repeat business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once my oldest went to college and my youngest mm-hmm. uh, went to high school, I was like, okay, I'm ready now to focus on my career 100% and, and grow my business and fulfill, you know, um, my dream mm-hmm. with that. Um, so I started uh, focusing on that process and doing the things I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And it just grew very quickly mm-hmm. from there. So in that point, did you just start advertising more? Or did you just like go to more networkings? Did you, uh, so what did you just hang out in the office more? So what, what would you say so you did? Uh, really- yeah, so for uh, the years before I decided to scale back, I was very active in a few different networking uh, groups. And uh, like you said, I was very active in marketing uh, myself and my business also. Uh, And when I scaled back, I sort of wasn't doing any of that. So Mm -hmm. the first thing, of course, I did is reconnected with my old connections and um, tried to uh, work those. those, Exactly. Um, And then started rebranding myself. But in the four years that I scaled back, things had changed so quickly and branding uh, was uh, very different Mm -hmm. than it was uh, four years before. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn, I felt a little rusty. um, So I had to learn the new way of doing real estate and also um, to be current, Mm -hmm. uh, but also um, just sharpen my skills, Mm -hmm. if you may, so I did a couple of different real estate boot camps and coaching programs. That's so cool because well. so many times at that point, you know, you've been a real estate agent for ten over ten years, and so many times we can at least I can have that philosophy. Well, I already know it. You know, mm-hmm. I've been doing this for ten years. I know I don't need this, right? So like so many times we can have that philosophy or at least that mindset. At least the older I get, I notice I start becoming more resistant to change. Mm-hmm. So that being said, um, I think it's so cool that you you established that and you can you connect it and you went there and you obviously it worked really really well for you. So that being said, um, for you know not, not even just real estate agents, but entrepreneurs out there that are starting a business right now, because you're so good at marketing yourself, you're really good at um, at what you do. So I want to, what advice do you have for new entrepreneurs out there that really want to brand themselves and market themselves? What do you think really works for businesses in general or, or real estate agents? Mm-hmm. For real estate agents, I really think that repeat business and referrals mm-hmm. um, is huge for our business. Um, so building and keeping, uh, nour- nourishing the relationships, you know, with your network of people, with your center of influence, and with your, you know, current and past clients, that's the most important in our business. Um, however, you know, I do also recognize that um, today, consumers are on the web and they're on social media, and most of us spend a few hours a day on the web and social media. So you definitely have to brand yourself there, no matter what type of business you're in. Mm-hmm. So social. So what do you think really works today? Do you think it's just like, um, do you think social media is the key? Like, if you could only do one thing, like let's say it's like I can only do networking events, or I can only do social media or if I can only do paper or if I can only do like Zillow, like 
what would it what, like what would you if you had to and obviously i think it's silly to put all your eggs in one basket yeah. so i'm not saying that you're saying that because i want to make sure we're preferencing that but if you had to put all your eggs in one basket what would you do yeah okay so nourishing relationships is important to me mm-hmm. networking i think is super important too because it helps build those relationships and you know uh find new ones mm-hmm. i think believe social media and web supports it Mm -hmm. um so if i had to choose i would say uh nourishing uh the current relationships that you have Mm, nourishing them and spending time so when you say nourishing do you think just like maybe grabbing coffee with them or just trying to keep in contact via texting like what would you consider nourishing um well it depends on your uh audience (laughs) And your connections. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you know if somebody likes, uh, I'm a, for instance, I'm a very busy person. If you if ten people try to grab coffee with me, you know this month it's going to be almost impossible for me to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I can stay connected with someone uh, via text. So mm-hmm. it depends on who I'm working with mm-hmm. and the person and how they respond and mm-hmm. what works for them. Mm-hmm. If they're a meet in person uh, type of person, then yes, I will do that. If they're, you know, text me to stay in touch or comment on my, you know, post to stay in touch and to know that you're still my friend, <laughs> yeah. um, then that's what I will do. See that friends comment on posts. Okay. <laughs> helps with the helps with the algorithm. Helps with her. It sure <laughs> it, does. It does. So, you know, even sometimes we think, well, I have to do this, I have to buy a product from them. No, seriously, liking, comment on their posts, like they, you know, that is just as just great. So I agree with you there. So I'm so I'm so with you and I can relate to you where you know, time is the hardest thing to protect today, you know, and, you know, everyone's busy. Well, when was the last time anybody, especially a parent, sat down and said, oh, I have nothing to do? Like, that is a rarity. Right. And so how do you protect your time? How do you, like, you know, a lot of times it's hard for us to say no to things, right? So what, so what do you, so what, 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 what I guess I'll ask my question is what works for you? Yeah. yeah. So a friend of mine recently said, uh, there is no work-life balance. And uh, she explained it a little bit further. At first, I was like, what? What do you mean? We're always trying to balance work and life, and that's important, and you should have a balance. And uh, her response to that was, well, um, sometimes, you know, um, life might come second because you're prioritizing work, and you may end up working a 12- or 14-hour day because you had a networking event to go to after work or, or something to that nature. But... Um, you know, that doesn't mean that your life is not important and that when you are living your life, live your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of interesting to look at it from that perspective because mm-hmm. for years I always struggled to balance work and life. Mm-hmm. And now I don't feel so guilty about it. And mm-hmm. if you enjoy what you're doing, it doesn't really feel like work all yeah. the time either. You're so right. And like there's this book I read called The, the Work-Life Balance Myth. And it talked about how, you know, the the myth is or what sometimes companies try to promote is, oh, you have to have balance. You, for example, oh, I'll work 40 hours a week and then I won't do this, right? But it, it never really works, especially as entrepreneurs, it never works that way. Right. Life changes, business changes, networking events, things just change. So for me, it's seasons. There's seasons when I work really, really hard and there's seasons where I, you know, I guess I'll use the word play hard, but just have fun, enjoy life, what are you passionate about, what you're excited about. But you're so right, when you're passionate about what you do, you have, it's so when you're really enjoying your job or when you're enjoying your 
your, your uh, business in terms of what you're providing value with, it really just leaks into the home, which means you have more joy to be with your kids or with your family or your spouse or your friends, because it's really hard to separate the two. If you're miserable at work, if you're miserable at your, your business, <laughs> you're probably going to bring that home with you. Yes. So I think, it, or vice versa. If things aren't going so well at home, it really flows into our, our work or our business as well. So we really can't disconnect the two. So we should really try to integrate the two. That's very true, especially being entrepreneurs, like you said, because you know you're not clocking in and out of uh, an office uh, for a certain amount of hours. Uh, it is part of your life, um, and I tell that to uh, the agents who are on our team all the time. You know, you're not a real estate agent per se, mm-hmm. clocking in and out of the job. Uh, you are a realtor. It's part of who you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like ingrained in you. Right. And so many times that like, we can integrate things with our family. Obviously, we're not going to take kids on listings and things like that, but we can always just get them involved. And um, I think it's cool. Like, you don't have to, like, I think it's cool just to share that journey. So anyways, um, that being said, can you believe it? We only have like a few minutes left. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yes. But um, is there anything that, you know, I want to make sure you get everything that you want to talk about. So is there a specific topic or thing that you want to talk about in terms of entrepreneurship or maybe business, something that you want to share at all? Yes, um, a little bit of my recent experiences that helped me grow and feel the way I feel today and uh, hyper focused uh, mm-hmm. on my business as well and growing it. Um, a, f- a few maybe advice that I could give people. Yeah, please do so. Um, yeah. You know, always surround yourself with the right people. Um, you know, I, I can't tell you how important it is to hire the right people also on your team and um, to work with you and for you. Um, sometimes hiring the wrong people can work against you, um, and that's really tough to recover from. Uh, well, you have to recognize it first. Do something about it and uh, find out, you know, find a way to recover from it for sure. Um, what is, not to interrupt you, but what is the number one quality you look for when you're hiring somebody? Uh, for me, fitting um, my team's culture and my beliefs and values. And if somebody um, you know, buys into that, I feel would be a great fit awesome. uh, to work with us. Yes. Good answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there any other advice you'd like to give the... Yeah. When you own your own business or, or start a new career, there's always going to be ups and downs. And there are times where you'll feel... Um, defeated Um, if you just can look at you know the downs uh, or the defeats as lessons and learn and grow from it um, it there's a really cool quote when when we were emailing back and forth and you said your favorite quote was and I'm sorry if I'm paraphrasing it the wrong way here but you don't you either win or you learn there is no lose that's your favorite quote I believe right that that is that is correct the little research I've done I I live by that absolutely that was such a cool quote (laughs) that is such a cool you don't you either win or you learn there is no lose and I thought that was that was awesome yeah it's an opportunity to grow Mm -hmm. definitely yeah, and it's and so many times as entrepreneurs or even just in life, we don't want obstacles. We think that things are supposed to go the way they, they you know, we have this way that we think they're supposed to go. But life rarely ever works. Not just in business, but in life, family, things like that. But in the reality, I think we really want obstacles because think about it. Imagine if you watch the movie where, like, imagine this movie: uh, the guy wanted the girl, the guy got the girl. The end. How boring! Right. Like we, <laughs> like we want the obstacles. We want that 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 uh, that we earned it. The challenge. So, yeah, we want that challenge because we learn from, we grow from it. So, uh, and that's that's business right there. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, any other advice that you'd like to to give at all? 
Yeah, I mean, life is too short. So make sure you enjoy what you're doing and give it uh, 120% and uh, have no regrets. Yeah, and clearly you don't because you're, you're thriving at what you do. And I think it's so cool that, you know, like you did a lot of times people say, well, I don't have this influence or I don't have this environment. And what's really cool is that you came from Jordan and you created your environment and you created your influence, whether it's the people you surrounded with, your mentorship, you seek, again, going to the boot camps when you, after being in the business for 10 years. So what's really cool is that you really have that idea or the proof that you can create your own environment, you can create your own sphere of influence, even when you don't have it. Right. So right. I think it's cool. Thank you. So uh, that being said, uh, those that really want to connect with you or just really love your story, maybe just want to reach out to you. Maybe it's even for real estate. Uh, what's the best way for someone to get a hold of you? Whatever that you feel comfortable putting on the air. Yeah. I mean, um, people can call me or text me anytime. And uh, is it okay if I share my yeah, number? Yeah, go for it. It's 716-417-4755. But if you just want to check me out on the web, uh, you can just visit my website at inaslatifsalesteam.com. I'm also very active on social, and that's connectwithourteam.com. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, which is how we actually reached out. So, yeah. uh, so again, if you really love these podcasts, again, we're I was telling Enos before we even started this, we're just on this entrepreneurial journey together. And uh, Enos was, is a part of that now. So what's cool is we're going to start doing events where at breweries, distilleries, coffee houses, places of, of you know, being local here in Western New York. And we're going to actually have a chance to, to meet our, our people that we've interviewed, like Enos and all the, all the other 60 other entrepreneurs we've had on the podcast so far. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you give us a rating, especially for, for her podcast, because this is, this is a good one. So thank you. Um, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I really appreciate this. Yeah, absolutely. If you loved listening to the Western New York Entrepreneurs Podcast and want more, subscribe to it and head on over to WNYEntrepreneur.com for articles, what's coming up next, and to get involved. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.